Good morning, guys. It is Tuesday, the I believe the 19th. Is that correct? Yes. For us, so that means it's the 20th Wednesday for you guys. We're still here in Southern California. And um, we uh, were hanging out with uh, our grandson. Uh, it's his birthday. When's his birthday? few days in three days so uh, uh, took him to get his little gift and a couple little gifts that he chose and um, but yeah guys uh, I'll be honest with you man it's really hard to do these devotionals outside of our regular schedule life and out of our house you know um, <clears throat> when we're in somebody else's house it's not as easy to just set a tripod up in the middle of the living room and just do the devotional, you know, it's not that. And then it just, uh, I mean, you guys know when you guys visit somebody and uh, you're in somebody else's home, things aren't as easy, you know, so, but I did want to do a video today to say hello and, and uh, not talk about anything specific, but a few things actually. And, uh, you know, I was just talking to Sharon how, man, this, every time we, you know, like like when I came to do the the three interviews, you know, with um, Tony A. Stretch and American Cholo, and I learned something from that, you know, and uh, it was funny because um, when we left the prison in Texas, uh, Brother Julio says, "You're quiet because you're processing." Remember, I got real quiet on the way when we left the prison. Yes. You know, and uh, and I think that, yeah. I think I was hungry, actually. <laughs> I think we were hungry. And part of it was processing. But to be honest with you... I, the thing just coming back from Texas. Yeah, I think I'm just processing everything now and and rethinking some things, uh, you know, to help things. We, if we don't grow from every experience, then something's wrong, you know. And um, so I'm just like, what did... this is? So this is what I asked the Lord, you know. And I said, Lord... What do you want me to learn from this experience? What do you want us to learn? You know, all the, from a lot of things, guys. Like, for instance, um, <clears throat> we have cameras at the church, so Sunday service. Instead of 80 or 90 people, it was like 20. You know, so and that got me thinking about some things. Um you know, seeing uh, how these ministries operate in Texas, you know, and there was there's a lot of doing instead of talking. Is that a good way to describe it, babe? Yeah. A lot of doing, guys, hands-on, you know, and, uh, you know, just seeing how that operates, seeing how God moves in their lives, seeing how God just, you know, just operates in the lives of people. and People are flourishing. Yeah, and so many people people that are that God was just flourishing them and just a lot of things you know I, we went to a pastor um, there's a pastor's wife that uh, needs help publishing her book and you know and I have you know I got a we're on the on the verge of finishing sister Lydia's book which is going to be amazing um, you know the whole plan was to get that completely turned in to Amazon by the end of this month and I still, I still want to keep to that plan, you know. But, you know, um, even hearing Julio's testimony, you know, I was just like, wow, 
I'm like, you you flew me over there? I should have flew, flown you over here because that testimony. you know. But anyways, talking to the pastor's wife and just seeing how um, God has, has really blessed um, that church and, and um, just a beautiful presence. I felt that the presence of God the moment we stepped in. Did you, Ben? Yes. It was beautiful. You know, um, all the way to the inmates, to everything, you know. And I got a praise report today. Um, uh, uh, Julio, this is crazy, right? Because I told you they're on three, there's three houses on 18 acres. 18 acres is a lot, guys. And um, his boss is the one that owns these three houses. And that's his boss's second home, one of those homes. One is a, a, the boss's friend, one is Julio, another one is a boss's, but... He has another home a couple hours away. This is his second home, so he was gracious enough to let us stay there. Um, but when we, um, the last day we were there, the water was barely dripping out of the shower. And uh, I thought we did, I did something wrong, but basically their well dried up. It was the last day they had water, it was the day that we were there. And, and then their air condition broke a couple weeks ago, so they're still waiting because you know, in the middle of summer, it's hard to get somebody to service your air condition because everybody wants service in their air condition. So, and and along with them, I think their whole AC went out completely. So they need a new unit, I believe. So, so um, <clears throat> anyways, uh, we left and their well ran dry. Another thing was uh, Brother Julio had these double, um, what are they called? Oh my gosh, my mind left me. The things that was hurting him. Oh, the hernia. Hernias. He had double hernias. Uh, multiple doctors had told him that he needed surgery, and um, he um, he was he was in pain. He was in very obvious pain, you know. And uh, we prayed one night, commanding healing, and he felt better. Matter of fact, he he says, "Man, I don't feel no pain." But then maybe an hour or two year, uh, hours later, it crept back. He says, not as bad, but it, man, it kind of, I feel it. So, and I noticed, you know, he would get up from the couch. He was um, uncomfortable no matter which way he sat. And uh, he had gotten multiple doctors saying that he needed to have surgery, needed a um, schedule surgery. So at the prison, um, at the end of speaking, I asked all the inmates, I said, I wish I had time to pray for all of you. I can't do it. But this is what, this is going to confirm the word that was shared today. I want you to put your hand where you're, if you have pain, put your hand where the pain is, or if you have a loved one that's out in the free world and you know where their pain is, put your hand where their pain is on your body um, to stand in the gap for them. And, uh, but, and I noticed by the corner of my eye, Julio was listening and he put his hand where those double hernias were. And uh, make a long story short, uh, he texted today, he went to the doctor, and they didn't find any hernias at all. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Jesus, man. And uh, he gave that praise report, and they were telling him that they had to dig a new well. It was going to take a month. He was without water for since we left, and they told him he would have to wait a whole month because, again, a lot of people's wells were going dry out there in Texas, right? And... Um, <clears throat> so they were on a waiting list of a month 
to either dig a new well or dig deeper in the well they're at now because they're out in the middle of nowhere. This is in the woods, guys. This is a straight forest. Three houses on 18 acres. There is straight forest, right? And um, today he says, I went to the doctor and they said, I have no hernias. And second, we have water now. And this is what's amazing, right? And you could chalk this up as coincidence all you want. But here's the thing, right? Is I told him, I said, brother, I said, I pray that you receive water faster because Jesus is the water giver. You know, something like that. I text him, babe. I don't know if I told you that. And uh, man, praise God that God. Here's the thing, right? Is that man of God. They're a man, they're, they're a they are a beautiful family of the Lord. And while they were so busy worrying about God's business, which, you know, was is going to feeding people, giving groceries, going to prisons, going to rehabs, going to this. And, man, and, and busy about the Lord's yeah, business. they were busy about God's business and God was busy about their business. And that is just that encouraged us so much, guys, because to know that, you know, so many people tell us, you guys are too busy, you know, and uh, <laughs> and. Um, well, to see this couple, um, they were busy too, you know, very busy. And to see them just pushing and pushing, pushing. I love her, his wife's little saying. She goes, like the air condition went out, and she goes, this too shall pass, you know. And then the water went out, and she's like, this too shall pass, you know. And both of them are a powerhouse couple, you know. And that greatly encouraged, encouraged uh, Sharon and I. You know, I, I believe that we're both encouraged, you know, because um, it's 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 beautiful thing for myself or Sharon to pour into people. That's what we're called to do. But when we can come together with a couple that I th it's funny because they kept talking about the fact that me and Sharon are pouring into them. And I have I don't think they realized that it was them pouring into us. Would you agree with that, babe? Absolutely. And and to be with a couple that was on fire, that would take not take no for an answer, that were aggressively, aggressively worshiping, praising Jesus was so encouraging for us. Because don't get me wrong, I love to pour into others. But to see somebody serving God, you know, and um, it was just beautiful, guys. And and um, so I, I'm just like, this whole video is about processing. You have to learn to process the experiences that you have. I guess that's what I want to talk about. And I think I've been talking about it is everything that happens when you when you get the privilege of being around somebody or people or an experience or something, um, don't chalk it up as, oh, man, we were busy yesterday. Process what it is that you went through, you know, regardless of what ministry it is. If you get an opportunity to go and minister to a family or to take some groceries or to pray for somebody or speak at a church or speak at a Bible study, lead a Bible study, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be flying to another state. It could be right there in your town. Ask God, Lord, what, what, what do you want me to learn from this? What do I process from this situation so I can grow? 
you know and and i think that's kind of where i'm at is um i think that when we were with julio and his wife maria that was a was that monday to friday i thought okay now when they dropped us off at the hotel close to headquarters the grace headquarters i thought okay now we can process but it didn't stop because even being with angel and anthony and seeing them um, that they started services in their house and talking with them and and hearing even even hearing sister angel's heart babe yeah. of some of the worries that she worries about of being a pastor's wife and that was beautiful man i needed to hear that from her because i needed to know her heart because that way we know what direction um, to disciple them in or to help them or to encourage them, you know, and I was so glad that she shared her heart, you know, and um, so we thought it ended with Julio, but being in Houston was a whole other thing with not only the House of Rest, Spring, Texas. I say Spring, Texas really is North Houston, guys, but just to be more specific, it's Spring, Texas, and um, but hearing that and dealing with that and, and meeting uh, Eli um, Eli, uh, I don't get his last name, uh, but he, he is from Houston and he's, he loved it, you know, and he showed up the next day with his wife and then meeting Michael Soto in person. And then, you know, um, being with Stu and, and, and Debbie, they are the ones that are basically completely, uh, what are administrators for all of Grace International and for them taking the time to, I don't think they realized even the little conversations they had sharing their life, sharing where, how they started, how that was just nuggets into our lives. And everybody, when I said, I, I didn't want to talk about my testimony anymore. That's why I changed the subject, babe. I don't know if you caught it. When I said, so how did you guys get into grace? Remember in the car? Yeah. You know, because I'm just like, okay, I already know my story. I want to hear something different. I want, I want something because when people share their story, what they don't realize is that they drop nuggets. And I, wanted, I, I didn't want to talk about me anymore. I wanted to hear, I wanted to hear something different. And that was a beautiful moment. And then even sitting with Steve Riggle and his wife too, and just all of that whole Houston thing was, it was like this, this whole chunk of, of, of gems from Monday to Friday with Julio. And I'm thinking it's over. And then from Friday to Monday, all over again, it was just like overload. My heart, our hearts were overloaded, you know, uh, in a beautiful way. Sometimes and, we got to give other people an opportunity for them to, to speak. And for sometimes we just got to sit back and just let others speak and let others um, pour into us, you know? Yeah, and yeah. Sometimes we just got to be observant and receive, you know? Yeah, like the first day, and Julio, if you watch this, brother, I don't know if you watch your devotionals, but if you watch this, because I know um, Sister Laura, even, even, even her coming with us, I learned things. Yeah. There was just gems all over the place, dropped all over the place. And even her just experiencing these things with us, let me see through fresh eyes ministry. Yeah. You know that? It let me see it through fresh eyes, through her. Because every day... If you ask her, I'll be like, so what did you think about today? What did you think about the prison? What did you think? Because I, babe, I wanted to see it through fresh eyes. Yeah. That's why I was asking. Yeah. Um, well, I, I deviated from, from what I was going to say, though. Um, something, I'm sorry. It was something you were saying about sometimes just, oh, 
Julio, uh, you might be wondering why I was so quiet the first day, brother. I'm going to tell you why. Is one, uh, right when you picked this up off the airport, we asked about your testimony. Because I wanted to know who he was. I didn't know nothing about him. And um, within five minutes, he started sharing his his life. And um, my heart sank, you know, and it would just left me speechless about his his daughter. That left me speechless, brother. And and that's why I wasn't being standoffish. Um, I was in awe of a man that went through that and and still continues to serve God. So I was in all of you, brother. And that's why I was quiet, because that's when I realized I'm going to stay quiet and I'm going to receive. Because, you know, again, he he used to be a huge fan of my music and um, he was really excited to, to bring us down there. Um, but I don't think he realized how excited I was, how excited both of us were, you know, uh, to be in, in their presence, you know. And, um, There's much to learn from a man who can go through all that he went through and yet serve God so full-heartedly and, and do all that he's doing and everything and the manner and hold himself together in such a beautiful way. Yeah. You know, and there's so much to learn from somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And then, <clears throat> you know, to see yeah. how I got to see a man and a woman get busy for God yeah. and God sustain them financially. That was crazy, too. I have heard it. I've heard so many people share it. I'll be honest with you, in serving God as long as I have, I don't know, since 04, I saw it. And maybe I saw it because I was ready to see it, you know, and that blew me away, you know. And um, it's crazy, like he he has his, okay, I'll, I'll share one thing with you. He has his book ministry where he, he goes to, um, when he goes to the prison, and here's the thing, right, the prison he goes to every single week is two hours away. <laughs> yeah. And he does a book study with them. So in order to do a book study, there's 200 men. He has to get 200 books. And that goes into the thousands, guys. And um, so he always tries to be ahead because it's he goes, it's hard for me to gather money to buy 2,000 books so then they'll read the book together over time, over time. But then as he's getting toward the end, he has to think of another book and how to acquire 200 more copies of that book for these men. And um, so apparently he was really concerned because I think he he's... balance he, he, of the prior book and then he yeah. had to get a new book. So he was worried about the new book that he was doing. And, um, and here he is. Worried about how he's going to get these next book, but he's over here taking us to eat. Or or even um, if we're thirsty, he'd be like, hey, man, you want one of those loco mochas you want? And, and putting gas to drive us everywhere, you know. And um, and then we go into the house, and they have little snacks and stuff in the fridge and, and on the counter for us. And I'm just like, so in my head, I'm like, bro, you spent money on us, and you're worried about how you're going to get the next books. And this is my point. 
and 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 each time I felt guilty because he'd be like, "Oh man, you got to try this ice cream." You know, and I'm like, no, no, I'm good. I don't want no ice cream. And he'd buy ice cream. And, oh, man, you got to try these mariscos. And you saw the video, guys. And uh, and I'm just like, brother, you know, you don't have to do that. I'm, I promise you we are happy with the minimum. I promise you, you know. And um, anyways, in the midst of that, he gets a phone call. He gets a phone call, and it's a publisher, and they're basically saying, hey, we're the publisher of the next book you want. And somebody called us saying, hey, is there any ministries that are wanting your books? Because we want to give to something that's going to be good soil to sow into. And basically, this publisher was calling Julio to say, all 200 books are paid for. And he pulled over to the side of the road and started praising God. <laughs> He was so excited. And so that's what I, this is one, just one of many things that I saw a man be busy for God, yet not have air condition, yet the water ain't running. He has to get these books. And then he's busy for God and God would provide for him. And it just like, it, it left me blown away, guys. It left me blown away. And then um, we pulled up to this old house of theirs. And he yelled out the window at this guy in a beautiful truck, right? The truck was fully like a wrap around it, like with a business name or something. It had a big old scripture in the back, Isaiah something. And he was, hey, meet me at the house. And I'm like, what's happening, you know? So um, this guy and his wife pull up, and apparently they know each other really well. And um, they're talking for, what, 20 minutes or so? They're talking about this, talking about that. And I tell him, I said, man, it's a really beautiful truck. It was like this big old Texas truck. And it had a wrap around it, like a neon green on a black truck. And had the name of the business and a contractor's number. And a big old Isaiah something, something on the back tailgate. You know, so I'm like, man, it's a nice truck. He goes, yeah. He goes, well, yeah. He goes, but man, I'm about to get a brand new one. So I'm like, oh, man, this guy must be, he was a roofer, huh? He was a roofer. And I'm like, wow, man, praise God, God has blessed him with his business, and he's probably, you know, done this business for a few years or something, you know, because this is a really nice truck. And um, so then we get back in the car, and I'm like, man, I, I like, that seemed like a really nice brother. He was, oh, man, you know, he was in a rehab a few months ago. And I was like, what? He goes, yeah, he was in the rehab, and, and God, you know, came into his life, straightened his life out, and and now him and his wife are together and he started this roofing business and God has blessed him. He got that truck. He's about to get another truck. He goes, and they are looking for people to bless. Something like that, right? He goes, he's constantly looking for people to well, bless people, or ministries, well, ministries. Well, the thing is, is that people can't afford. The, it's not that he looks, but if people can't afford it, he will go ahead and bless them. Yeah. You know, and, and if he sees, you know, um, if he sees his churches or if he sees different ministries, ministries and they sees that their robes are bad or anything, that he'll go and he'll bless them yeah. and he'll take care of their robes and stuff. Yeah, so it, it was crazy because, you know, uh, as, uh, as Julio was talking and he was just like, yeah, man, because he understands. He understands that he would have nothing if it wasn't for the Lord. He was, he was in rehab. He goes, but everything he does, he does unto the Lord, and and 
you know, he fixes roofs, but for some reason, if, if he sees an opportunity to bless someone, he does it. And then God comes back and blesses even more. And, and it was just, <laughs> guys, I'm sorry I'm going, I'm ranting. I'm just, I'm just processing this stuff. That's all. I'm just processing this stuff. And I guess uh, ultimately what I want to say is learn, always learn. Don't be the talker all the time. Don't be the one always talking. Sometimes slow down and listen and observe and, and see what's happening and process what you, what you maybe you saw it, but you didn't really think about it because a lot of things now that happened this week, now I'm barely processing it. It's barely coming to remembrance, you know, and um, I think that's really important, guys. It's really, really important, you know, from the positive to the negative, too. I have to process the negative, too, because I'm like, okay, if I'm gone, why was there only 20 people at service? You know, uh, is, is and, and again, these are things to think about. Like, why did this happen? Um, why does it happen? You know, how can we fix it? Is, is, is it too centered on me? Because it shouldn't be. Because we're serving Jesus, right? Yes. We're serving the Lord. So if David isn't there, who cares? Jesus is still there. So these are things that I have to process and think about and say, okay. Because um, it made me think this. What if all of a sudden a train hits me? What, house of rest, just that's it? You know, if you can take yourself out the equation and realize that the thing falls apart, you got to rethink things because this is the, this is something that the Lord has started, you know. And, and these are just things to think about, guys. And I'm not saying I have the answers or the solutions. Like I said, I'm just processing stuff, you know. And uh, and even though all these triumphs that we got in Texas, um, that was that was a little heartbreaking to be honest with you to see that, you know. And um, it is, you know, it's just again, it's gonna. These are things that we got to sit with leadership and talk about. And honestly, just have an honest conversation with the congregation and, and talk about these things and, and, and really discuss these things. And, and I'm saying this to you because you guys are part of this church. Many of you are part of House of Rest, or Relevant Bible Talk. And, you know, and um, you know what? I didn't see how many people were watching live. Maybe some of you guys checked out because it wasn't me preaching. Oh, that day when they were watching, there was only 50-something people on live. Remember this? Shame on you. It was only 50, 50 and, and how many is it when, when I'm preaching? Almost 100. Almost 100. It was half. So. I did. I, I checked. So this is my thing, right? Why? Why is Why? That? Why is that? You know, um... You know, something John the Baptist said when, when he met Jesus. He tells Jesus, he says, I shall decrease so you may increase. You know, and uh, it shouldn't be that way, man. It really shouldn't, you know. Um, again, I got to I gotta rethink these, these things and think about it and, and really ponder it because these are important questions.
you know, and um, that way we can continue to grow. I'm not talking about as an audience. I mean, us personally grow, me, Sharon, you guys, for us to grow as believers, you know. Um, but anyways, guys, um, that's the devotional for today. God bless you. You want to say good night? Good night, guys. Love you guys. So, all right. Uh, and uh, maybe see you tomorrow. Like, <laughs> I hate making promises, guys, when I'm not home because it's, it's, sometimes it's really, really hard. Uh, I know that we're going to have dinner at Sharon's parents' house. And um, I can't just be like, hey, I'm going to set up a tripod. Be quiet. You know, I, I can't. I can't do that. You know, and um, but... Uh, you know, I just did want to make this video. I did have this opportunity right now to just talk to you guys. And we miss you guys. We love you guys. Those of you that are in Modesto area, um, we do miss everybody. God bless you. Thank you so much. And good night. Or good morning. Sorry. Bye.